We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. I am your co-host, Mike DeVito, here with Big Jeff Allen, and we are bringing you all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. Exciting, awesome win, old school, man. It reminded me of back in the day, Jeff, when we first started. Uh, but uh, but before we get into it, Cookie Society, our sponsors, Big Jeff, we're into Thanksgiving. You talked about just give us your favorite one again. What's the what's yeah, my the, favorite? Uh, my favorite right now is apple pie. Definitely, apple pie. Get apple that. pie. Check us out. Check us out. Instagram at Cookie Society. Yeah, the twelve. 12 pack starter pack and like i said this the the gear the candles everything top notch check them out cookiesociety.com all right big jeff that was a fun you know that was an interesting game i mean that i like it i think it was a fun game uh really unique you know you don't yeah. you don't normally see one side of the football run the ball uh however many times that they did and only pass the ball what 16 times 16 or something times. yeah they got that, four four completions Something and then the, crazy. yeah, and then the other side of the ball, totally opposite, right? Through the ball, whatever. Almost was, 70 times. I think it was 68 or something like that. Something crazy. That's incredible. That is absolutely. I mean, you think about, you know, 45, 50 plays, and that's, that's a lot of plays in a game. 70 passes. That's a lot. They, I think they ended up almost, I think they fell short, just short of 100 plays. Um, that's a lot of football. They're going to be sore on the offensive side of the ball. Well, but t- right, let's let's harken back now to training camp and those drills that we hate doing. Right, the long drives drills. Mm-hmm. You got these. You got these uh, training camp practices that are filled with plays. Right, you're doing all kinds of different periods. There's 20, 30 plays in each period. Uh, you have that really difficult conditioning test at the beginning of the week. Yeah. I mean, Andy Reid knows what he's doing. You could tell the guy. I, I mean, I didn't didn't seem like they looked tired to me. No, no, they looked really efficient, um, especially in that second half. They started to figure some things out. Mm. I think physically um, in the first half, Tennessee came out a little bit more aggressive on both sides of the ball. They, they were more physical, and I have a feeling they wanted to have um, mm-hmm. Coach EB, Coach Heck, Andy Reid, they all addressed it like, hey, we need to get a little bit more physical. Right. It's not bad, but we can do better. And they came yeah. out the second half, and they, they, they showed some dominance there. Um, I know we only rushed for 14 yards with the running backs, which is weird. 
Um, but it was oh. really physical in the past game. Um, but look at the film. Look at Trey Smith, man. He 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 had some plays here and there where he had some hiccups, but he he literally laid the wood all night. He was super aggressive. Yeah. You didn't hear Jeffrey Simmons' name too much. He's a game wrecker. So yeah. they kind of eliminated him, and they did what they needed to do. Pat finally, um, at the end of the game, he decided to put the ball in his hands, right. <laughs> and he literally took off. Yeah. I don't know what I mean, that just, one drive drive where he rushed for a touchdown, then he got the two point conversion rushing. Um and, and that's the definition of just the goat. I mean, that's yeah. what it, it is. Well, it really, just has the X factor. I don't know if every generation says the same thing, but we're we're really lucky. Um, and as a player, I wasn't very lucky, but I was lucky to be alive and and be able to witness Tom Brady's career. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I you know, nothing's come nothing has ever come close to that at any position. I mean, he, arguably any sport, what he's done is incredible, but now, you know, so I got to see that and now you get to see Pat Mahomes who's coming up and just, again, the same thing, this is level of dominance. That's just, you know, it's otherworldly to watch him play. And, uh, you, you know, I just, you're lucky to, I just, as a football fan, lucky to, to get a chance to watch these, you know, these guys in their prime. I mean, it's just, it's been incredible. You see uh, Pat's name back in the MVP as an MVP, yeah. you know, the top, top guy for MVP. And I think that's certainly the case. I mean, he's just, I, I don't know. I, and I've said this a million times. I don't know how as a defender you, you prepare for that. I mean, I don't know. You, so many things that you can get from Kansas City's offense, right? You can get these elaborate and abstract run games. Uh, you can get um, 80 pass plays. I mean, it's just – you just never know. It's so diverse. And with Pat Mahomes and the other weapons, uh, I couldn't imagine being in a defensive room and trying to break break that down. I do want to – so I do want to go big picture real quick, though, Jeff, because I compared this year to last year, and the one thing – that I really like about this year is even though some of these games have been ugly, we're winning the close games, right? We're we're finishing these games. If you remember last year, a lot of these games were close games and we were losing those games. Yeah. The difference between last year and this year is different. I mean, last year we weren't winning these tough games that were close during the regular season and and it it drug onto the playoffs. We lost the FC Championship, mm-hmm. you know, in a close game to the Cincinnati Bengals in the same fashion that we did in the regular season. So it's really encouraging seeing them bring out these regular season games in, in, in tight fashion. Um, Tennessee, they, they figure out a way to make the game ugly. They do that against every opponent. Um, they're kind of forced to play their style of play because they have a dominant running back. It's almost like early 90s football. They're going to come out, you know, they're going to run the ball, play sound defense, and mm-hmm. sometimes – that's tough because you're not going to have as many possessions. This game, I know we dominated the time of possession, um, but normally they're dominating it. So it was good to see us pull it out, especially a close one. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's a, a, a major difference between this year and last year. And uh, uh, that is incredibly important. And thinking back to last year, I remember that was sort of, I think, in the back of all of our minds as we're going into the playoffs is, gosh, is that team that was sort of showing up in the middle of the season, is something like that going to rear its head at the worst time in the playoffs? And, yeah. uh, you know, that's what that's what we ended up getting this year. However, they've done it, and I'm, I'm not sure. How, I mean, it's just the consistency over there, obviously. But um, uh, they've really been able to, fin- you know, outside of the, f- you know, a couple, couple games there, they've been able to finish some of these close games. And that's the NFL. That is the NFL. The that NFL. is the NFL. We've talked about it. It's difficult. 
every night, you know, all three phases aren't going to be firing on all cylinders. You're going to have to pick it up in other areas. You're going to have tight games. You're going to have tight games against bad teams. You're going to have tight games against average teams. This is the NFL. Um, and so, but finished, you know, that's the mark of a true uh, great team is being able to finish and finish consistently. And that's what you're really seeing Kansas City doing. Um, Jeff, I want to look at this, some of the specifics. So, you, talk, you, you hinted at the offensive line. I think one thing that you hear about, uh, every, it seems like every other week, the offensive line is being criticized. Like everything looked good, yeah. but the old line didn't look good. Um, is, is there anything to that and uh, specific to this game? I know you said, you know, they, they had to deal with some – some real players up there. I mean, Tennessee, yeah. those guys aren't your, you know, those aren't your average guys. Talk to me about the O-line in this, in this game specifically, and then just sort of where they're at writ large. Man, it was a battle, man. This is one of those games where you're playing a tough front. They're going to win some, you're going to win some. But ultimately, I thought we were really physical, and I thought we played together as a unit. We didn't run the ball very much, I think. I don't know how many carries it was, but I know we only have 14 yards with running backs. And that, that's kind of a weird stat with, with watching the film because they were doing a good job in the run game. I was an yeah. offensive line. They were moving guys. They were being really physical. But ultimately, we passed the ball a bunch. And even while passing the ball, they were being physical. You see guys taking shots where they're uncovered. Um, you saw um, Trey, man. Trey, he, he took it personal. I know yeah. Jeffrey Simmons early in the week, he was in the headlines talking about, you know, it was an opportunity for them to dominate as a defensive line against the Chiefs group. And they all came out with an attitude um, from the first snap to the second to the last snap. Um, the second half was a lot better than the first half, um, but the entire game they, they made sure they were physical. So that was really encouraging to see. I think what I would like to see more is just us making the attempt to run the ball more. It's kind of like Derrick Henry. Um, mm -hmm. He gets carry after carry, and as the game goes on, he gets into a groove. Um, mm -hmm. With very limited carries, it's tough to evaluate a run game. There wasn't yeah. very many carries. There wasn't very many opportunities to get anything going. So I don't, I don't want to judge them on the stats, but they were physical watching the film. Right. And it's it's a lot harder for an offense if they're obviously if they're one dimensional, right? If yeah. you can if you if you don't have to worry about the run game, um that uh I know as a defensive player makes things a lot easier. You're <laughs> thinking one thing and one thing only. Um uh, and so establishing that run game is incredibly important. I want to read a quote here. This is from our producer, Jordan Foote. Uh, he wrote this. What, this is an SI or Arrowhead report or something. Uh, but I want to read this line because I think this highlights my worry, and I will talk about the defense. Uh, but, if you know, there's nothing to worry about. But I guess if you're, if you're going to nitpick and look, think about concerns and things like that, listen to this quote because I think Jordan hits it spot on. He says, despite the win, however, neither line, offensive or defensive line, showed up to play its best football for the Chiefs. And if they end up facing a team that's well-built in the trenches come playoff time, that lack of grit could come back to bite them. And I think Jordan's right. I, I, I know Jordan's right because um, the playoffs is a different beast, and we talked about it last time. Um, you, you have to be able to stop the run. You have to be able to run the football consistently. I mean, Jeff, you don't want to be – correct me if I'm wrong, but in the middle of January, you don't want to be, you know, having to throw the ball 80 times. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's just – if possible. <laughs> it's, if not possibly, it's, not, it's, not sustain, it's not a sustainable way to win. You don't want Pat throwing the ball 68 times. One for his health. For two, like you said, you become one-dimensional. 
Um, right. The defense gets a chance to tee off. They want to rush the passer, especially in this new league. So right. if they have every opportunity to do it, they're going to, you know, rack up some stats. And I think it, the stats were kind of skewed. We threw the ball 68 times, and it can it can look worse than what it was when, when you're right. looking at the the impact. Like, not the, even the impact, but you're looking at, you know, maybe a guy gets a sack or a few pressures. That makes us look really bad as offensive line. We could play 90 plays, but a lot of people were ragging on Trey Smith this week. As he regressed, he played 90 freaking plays, and you can count on one hand the number of bad ones that you saw. Right. Since we're offensive linemen, we're expected to be perfect. I and know. I know it's that. a part of our job description, but we all know we're, we're like stepchildren. I, and I don't want to make that say it in an offensive way, but that's just the saying that we like. We're treated like that sometimes, and right. um, we make mistakes too, man. It, it's a part of the game. They're facing a really tough group. Jeffrey Simmons, in particular, he he is an animal. Um, he yeah. gave everyone trouble in the interior offensive line that game. Um, the guy who really surprised me was Walker. Um, mm-hmm. That was really surprising. That's one of those things where. Um, just bad technique at times. Um, mm-hmm. That's a guy that you know you're better than, but you're probably not as amped up because it's not Simmons, mm-hmm. and, and, and he gets you. Um, mm-hmm. So they'll watch the film. They'll get better, better from it. We got the win. Um, I think it will serve us justice at the end of the day when we get to those right. games in the playoffs. I think uh, I had a couple of games like that in my career where everybody was worried about the three or four guys around me, and so I was able to make some play. I'm going to go on and talk about the defense, but before we do that, let's get a word from our sponsor. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I have to tell you about some of these strange tall boys of beer that you might see in the bottled water section of your favorite store. Well, it's not actually beer. It's a liquid mountain spring water company from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. And you might be wondering, Tucker, why is it called Liquid Death? Well, let me tell you, it's because... They'll brutally murder your thirst. That's right. Not only are they going to brutally murder your thirst, they are going to brutally murder plastic pollution in the process. It's wonderful with their infinitely recyclable aluminum cans. They also donate 10% of their proceeds from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. It's great. They've got four flavors. They have regular sparkling water. They've got still water, which is the mountain spring water. And they have uh, mango. They have... Uh, berry flavored and they also have the one i like here the severed lime i'm gonna go ahead and crack it on open and you can get a liquid death at your local target walmart 7-eleven or find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash kcsn that's liquiddeath.com slash kcsn we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. (laughs) 
Hey, hey, you killed that, son. <laughs> I'm trying to hold it together, man. That was Tucker did a great. That was a great a job. job. That's a hard. That's a freaking hard commercial. There are a lot of big words in that commercial. Yeah. Hey, I'm glad that. That's why they didn't ask us. I'm, I'm glad he does it and not us, right? <laughs> Ooh, L- liquid death is. Um... <laughs> Oh, man. As we're coming back, I'm like, don't laugh, don't laugh. Oh, great job, Tucker. Thank you for that. All right, man. Yeah, and so just to get back to the game, um, again, nitpicking. Listen, you're going against Derrick Henry. You got a good offensive line. They're going to give up some plays in the run game. They did give yeah. up some plays in the run game. Wasn't as bad as it could have been. Um, what What was the uh, – I'm trying to remember the last time they played with Derrick Henry was full go. Maybe it was they had Honey, yeah, a hell of a game. Yeah, yeah a hell of a game. Yeah. I think the, defensively, I think they did a really good job. They, they're they're the ones that won that game. Offensively, yeah. we were out of sync. Um, when you look at the stat sheet, I mean, we looked like we scored forty points. When you look at damn near five hundred total yards, Pat threw for four sixty-six, rushed for sixty-three, and then you look at the score, you're like, wait, we only got twenty-one points. So that was kind of a weird type of game. But defensively, I think they they really did a good job. I think the unsung hero in that game was Colin Sanders. Saunders, mm. I said Sanders. Yeah, Saunders. Um, he does a really good job. I mean, he brings the juice every week. That's a guy that, I mean, he's been the same guy since he's gotten there. He's getting the opportunity now. I'm really happy for him. Um, and I would go against him to practice, and you could see the potential. And just to mm. see him out there bringing that potential to production, and that's really that's really cool. So I'm, I'm really happy for him. And then McDuffie, the rookie, he didn't look like a rookie up there. No. I see why they traded Fenton. He was like, okay, this guy's back. He He's the number one cornerback. He's going to be a cornerstone. Right. Um, he did a really good job, even though they only threw the ball 16 times. Um, all of those reps were perfect reps. <laughs> yeah. So he did a good job. And um, collectively, as a group, they played good team defense. They rallied in the second half. They figured out a way to get a stop when we needed it. And, and we won the game. What do you I think? Go, yeah. No, I want to go back to Saunders because Saunders is what the new run-stopping defensive lineman looks like. So last week – um, with Craig Stout, we do uh, the defensive uh, film room, defensive breakdown with Craig and DJ. And if you go and watch that, because it was the bye week, we um, put on uh, our DJ and I's uh, highlights from when you know when we were playing, and we we broke those down. And you can see when I have to when I have to pass rush, it's just choppy and it's just unathletic. It just doesn't like it. Just looks at it. Like you can tell. I'm just a run stopper. Saunders is the is the new version of the run stopping guy, where it's like great run technique, awesome, can take on the double teams, but at the same time can get pressure in the pass game. Yeah. Is quick, can flip his hips, can move. I mean, uh, so it just I guess I just bring that up to say the way the game has evolved. Now even your run stopping guys have to be able to pressure the quarterback. Uh, he is a perfect example of that. He's one of the best athletes I've ever been around. I mean, I know you've, nice seen, you've seen videos over from the senior bowl doing backflips. And this guy does unbelievable things in the locker room. Um, mm. He can dunk. He can, I mean, he just moves like a fluid athlete. Like, I, I fully believe he could play tight end. <laughs> that yeah. type of athlete. And um, just to see him be able to convert from run to pass, um, just the efficiency of his movement, the way he flips his hips. Um, he chased down Willis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> effortlessly like it, it was just amazing to see that so I think he needs to see the field a little bit more personally mm-hmm. uh, I think he should be the guy right now um but hey it's working so yeah no, he's, he's doing a great job and that convergent con- converting from run the pass especially you know I know 
Spags' scheme is more upfield, explosive off. But, you know, I'm sure I, I can see him, even in run situations, be able to do that and do it well. And it is so difficult when you're in that first and down situations and you're getting off the football, and especially if it's a play action pass or something, you're expecting run. It's an entirely different um, technique, obviously, and set of, of movements that you're doing to play the run game versus play the pass. And so it's almost like you, you have to play the run, recognize this pass, and then change your entire, Convert. you know, yeah, everything that you're doing. You have to, now you have to get on the edge and get skinny. Whereas to start the ball, you know, to start to snap, you were trying to get big and stay thick in there. Um, so just the ability to do that I've, as a defensive lineman, I've always been impressed because it's something I could, I could never figure out. I mean, I, I played yeah, run through the last the, second. The league, the league is really changing from a defensive line standpoint where guys are, being able to convert a lot easier um, yeah. from run to pass. I know even when I was playing it, for the most part, I could jump set a guy on first or second down and the fight was over. That was done. Yeah, the fight was over traditionally, but now these guys are so slippery. They're so smart um, yeah. and athletic. Athleticism added to that, that it makes it a lot harder to do some of those things. And, and it's just, it's tough on offensive linemen. And I know people think it's getting worse. But these D linemen are getting better. Like <laughs> unbelievable! Oh, it's yeah, it's incredible. The athleticism. And to talk to me about the strength because you were obviously the weight room was big for me. You you yeah. were obviously in there a lot longer than I was, um, as far as time wise in the league. Um, are these guys still you know bench pressing five hundred pounds, squatting seven hundred pounds, or is no, that stuff? No, no. no. They're, okay, they're, it's totally don't, different. I mean, you got maybe a couple of guys, few guys on the team that are like that, but I mean. When you were playing, I mean, that was the, the entire trenches, Everybody. both sides Everybody. of the ball. Everyone was loading up their backs from the squat rack. Everybody yeah. was punching the world. Now it's a, it's a lot more athleticism um, on both mm. sides. But D-linemen, are, they're a lot more finesse now than they ever were. Um, mm. They do have some strength behind them, but the strength is predicated on their flexibility and their leverage and their angles, not necessarily what they're, they're squatting. They're more Olympic-style lifting, uh, more explosion. It's just these guys are they're, they're playing the game differently now. Incredible, man! I need to I need to get back in there and see what the you know see what it's like because that's just the you know I retired uh, after the 2015 season and the weight room was a massive element of most people's game at back then. I mean that you not know not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. Go take a look at um if y'all get a chance take a look at Von Miller's um. His D line summit. I don't know the name of it, but he has the D line come down. Look at the drills they're doing. They're sharing knowledge, but these guys aren't lift, lifting a ton of weights. It's all all explosion. The right. footwork drills that they're doing is what skill guys are doing. They're doing the right. same type of ladders, same type of transitions, um, explosion based workouts that that you see from a running back or receiver. And that's their their jobs to get after the quarterback now. That's wild. they know Patrick Mahomes is going to drop back and throw it fifty times. They same know Josh way. Allen's going to do the same thing. This league is a passing league, and that's why they're protecting quarterbacks, but also that's why they're paying guys a ton of money to go get them. Jeff, when you're – so before we move on, I'm just curious. Do you – can you tell the difference in the run game now? So if you go in there, say Andy Reed scripts the first 15 plays and you got, you know, three or four powers in there just as a changeup. Um, can you tell on those double teams that these guys – aren't built like they used to be or even, no, even definitely, system. definitely. But, but it's not like, it's not stagnant anymore. It used to be, yeah. you get a double team. The guy for the most part is going to be a through technique. He's going to stay a through technique. Now defensive coaches know their personnel. They know the guys that have in there. Their strengths. Oh, so they're, moving. they're moving these guys. 
these guys are moving. There aren't any stationary targets as much as there used to be. Um, but with that movement, gives you the opportunity to make a lot of big plays in the run game if you stick with it. That's why you yeah. see Derrick Henry over these last few years. Not to say he's not a great running back. He's one of the best of all time, in my opinion. But the league has changed, and it's not predicated on the run anymore. So there's more opportunity if you're going to be traditional in that way. Yeah. Guys aren't playing the run as stout as they were. So now he's getting to the second level or getting that open field a lot more than he would have back in the day. I remember um... – watching uh there was just on twitter you know this this afternoon watching was one of the criticisms of trey there was a play that he was in and they were criticizing his block and he had gotten knocked back in a run game and it threw some stuff off but to your point the the d-line stemmed like within a millisecond before the thing was snapped this guy went from a four eye down to like a one technique you know or like a two eye i was thinking day i mean like yeah, you, you got to be able to play, but that's hard as hell. I mean, that's well, you got to think, think from our perspective. I appreciate you bringing that up. When a guy's not stationary and for the most part pre snap, because of Coach Heck, we know what's going on. Right. All right. But with all of that movement, it doesn't give you the ability to fire off the ball. Right. Because the guy's not standing in the same spot. So you have to keep your feet underneath you. And it's, I wouldn't say it's hesitant, but there's more anticipation and it's not as as physical downhill as it would be if it was a goal line play or a short yardage play where even a short yardage they're moving. Like yeah. everybody's moving all the time, but like, it's not, it, it, it's not that strap them up, bang them out type of game that it used wow. to be. There's a lot of moving around. There's a lot of thinking involved and, and guys have to communicate just as much in the run game as they do the pass game because of the movement. It's amazing, Jeff. It's like, I, and I, I've seen it and we've talked about it, but just, I know you've actually done it and hearing you talk about it, it's like, wow, I can't believe it's actually changed that much. I have, I'm up here at the University of Maine and I'll have the players come up to me and ask me about, you know, what, you know, what kind of stuff did you do? How did you get ready? Like, bro, you can't do what I did. You know, like I, I squatted heavy and took Vicodin. Like that doesn't work now. You know what I mean? Like you can't. It don't work like that now. Like I got nothing for you. You gotta, you gotta figure it out. Uh, get fast. You know, unbelievable. But uh, yeah, do some yoga. And seriously, like yoga was kind of like whatever. Now that's like a major deal. That's I can yeah. see why that'd be a big thing. All right, let's get into the Chargers game. But before we do that, one more word from our sponsor. Hey, sorry to interrupt again, but I've got to tell you about our sponsor, Trade Coffee. And going to a coffee shop is a great experience, but it's not something most of us can do every day. If you're looking for that delicious local coffee shop taste on a daily basis, it's so much easier to get that with Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service that makes it so easy for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. No fancy equipment needed. It's wonderful. Whether you know what you're doing and you already know what kind of coffee you like or you're looking and you need some help, Trade makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees. They'll send you ground coffee or whole beans or however you make it your coffee at home. They will send it to you. It's absolutely perfect. It's a win-win in my book there. Here's how you got to do it. You're going to upgrade your coffee today with Trade Coffee and let them take the guesswork of finding your perfect cup. Right now, Trade is offering listeners a total of $30 off their subscription plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash KCSN. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Drinktrade.com slash KCSN. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wow. Once again, tough, tough kill that ad once again. Killing it. And, and, and Jordan, tough to natural with that. But like Jordan said, you're natural cutting those ads, Mike. Cutting so to the there. edge, yeah. Good job, there, man. <laughs> oh man, Tucker, he has me wanting to buy water and coffee, Every, man. Everything, just, man. I'm about I'm to give him a hug too. Yeah, hydrated, has some coffee. All right, brother, we got the Jaguars this week. Obviously, Doug Peterson trying to change things down there. The culture seems like they've been, you know, in the, getting in a better direction than they have been in the past. Obviously. I love Doug. I know you do as well. Great yeah. guy. Um, the one thing that always worries me about these games, um, obviously the Jaguars aren't the opponent. You know, they they Kansas City's clearly the better team in this game. There's no yeah. no question about it. They were also the better team in the Indianapolis game, right? And I, I always get worried when you have a guy like Chris Ballard in Indy, you have a guy like Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, who they know the secret sauce. Yes, right? they do. They know exactly how Andy yes, Reid cooks things up. They know how he works. That always makes me more nervous than anybody else you can have on the field is a guy that knows how the secret sauce is made. Yeah. Um, so, you know, always the the sort of normal, listen, you can't downplay him. This is a, this is the NFL. you got to go in there 100 miles an hour, make a statement. Uh, but at the same time, Big Jeff, you also got to be prepared that these guys are going to know they're going to have – some idea on what you're doing. Yeah, I think um, that makes me even more nervous than Ballard, who's a GM, who, yeah, who's right. not in those personnel meetings, who's not right. an offensive coordinator like Doug was for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's definitely going to know what we're doing. Um, right. In fact, he's running the same offense in Jacksonville. He's using the same term- terminology. So mm-hmm. defensively, they're going to know you know some of the terms that we're using. So this is going to be a, this is going to be a tough game from that standpoint. I think talent-wise, we are a better team. Yeah, um, but like you were saying, with the knowledge of knowing you know, tendencies and knowing, not, not just tendencies, um, the characteristics of a guy, um, mm-hmm. the intangibles of a guy, because you've been around him so much, you've learned under him. Um, mm-hmm. It's the, you know, the teacher and the student, yeah. per se. So um, I think it'll be tough from that standpoint, but Coach Reed always has something up his sleeve. Always. <laughs> he always. knows, he knows you think you know what he's thinking. He's thinking a step ahead. So I think they're going to come out with a few wrinkles. I'm excited to see what they do offensively. Mm-hmm. Defensively, I think, Jacksonville has done some good, done some good things offensively. Um, mm-hmm. They haven't been consistent, but they have shown some explosion, especially when Trevor Lawrence is clicking. He's not turning the ball over. Right. So we, we can't take him lightly on that side of the ball either. So it's going to be a competitive game, but uh, I don't see us losing this one. Um, no. So. Especially the way things are rolling, the things are going. I mean, yeah. just we're in that we're in that zone right now where things are just clicking. So no, I'm with you. Uh, before we go, though, I do want to ask you about the terminology as an offensive lineman, uh, you know, obviously being a part of a number of different offenses with the, you know, the whole sets of terminologies. When you're going into a game like this and you know that that defense might have a tip on, you know, how you guys communicate, can you change your, your or and will you change how you guys communicate within sort of five days? 100%. 100%. Yeah. We, we do it all the time, especially – and protections. Um, I'm not going to give up any code words now, but I know what they're using based off the TV audio, 
to right. go left and right when they're sliding. Um, so they're going to use a different word this week. Right. And that's really easy to pick up. That's not something you'll make a mistake. Usually, I, I can't even say. I don't, I don't want to give any defensive secrets or any yeah. offensive secrets that right, people right, right. can pick up. But it's really easy to transition to a few different terms while still calling the same offense that would throw the opposing defense off that thinks they know. So, <laughs> so like, like I said, they, they, they may think they know, but they may change something really small that you may not catch. I remember playing in one game and uh, we were watching the TV copies and picking up on the verbal cues and deuce deuce was always a double team. Yeah. We go into the game, they called deuce. You know what it was? Trap. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's, and we know, we know like, um, offensively, we know teams are watching the TV copies. Right, right. We know they're trying to pick up on audio. Um, and we do those self, self-assessments throughout the year. And um, you can see it even with Pat. Like, early in the year, he wasn't necessarily calling the mic point right. when he was running the ball. But he was leaving that to the center. Mm-hmm. Now he's calling the mic at all times. And that's something that I noticed just because I'm looking at the game differently. But right. defenses look at the game that way. Like, hey, when, when Pat's not calling the mic – to run. They're running the ball. That's right. some tendency that you pick up on. But now they did a selfie bow and they're like, hey, Fair you got to start, start calling the mic. Yeah. Or you got to start calling a pass call even when we're running the ball. Make it look right. like you're sliding it, but we're running inside zone. So they're right. doing a lot of different things to keep the defense on their heels. And a good timing, too. You got the bye week. So the, obviously the coaches are going to do that self-scout during bye week. So any of those other tendencies that they missed, the, they should have picked up during the bye week. You know, Andy Reid's going to pick those up. All right, Big Jeff, Chiefs Kingdom, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you again next week after a big W. Jeff, love you, brother. See you next week, Meet the Jaguars. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com